Hey everybody, first podcast of the year. We're going to keep going as long as we have the ability to do this. We're going to do that. We're taking uh, precautions we uh, over the radiation and so we can keep going as long as possible. Okay, because it's our pleasure to study the Bible with you out there. And uh, we enjoy it. We've never had a bad Bible study. So here we are in 22 in Leviticus, and that is a number of new beginnings. Let me explain. God's world is divided up into sevens, his holy modal system. You take the book of Revelation, you've got seven plagues, seven judgments, might I say. You have the um, the, the uh, seals, the trumpets, and then the vials. That's 21 judgments altogether. And then 22 is what? The number of new beginnings. Seven, seven, and seven. And then when you start your next Shabuul, your next week, uh, uh, the first one is 22, and that is the number of new beginnings, and that's God's numbers. We thought we'd brush on that here at the beginning of the year first podcast of the year and here we are in Leviticus 22 verse 1 and the Lord spake unto Moses saying speak unto Aaron and to his sons that they separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel and that they profane not my holy name, capital N, in those things which the which they hollow unto me. I am the Lord. Whenever it's Lord here in the this printing of the first printing of the King James, it's always big case letters. This was a beautiful printing press here, wasn't it? In 3 it says, Say unto them, Whosoever, capital W, he be of all your seed among your generations that goeth unto the holy things which the children of Israel hallow unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, that soul shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. In force is what man soever of the seed of Aaron is a leper or have it, hath a running issue, he shall not eat of the holy things until he be clean. And whoso toucheth anything that is unclean by the dead, or a man whose seed goeth from him, or whosoever toucheth any creeping thing whereby he may be made unclean or a man of whom he may take uncleanness whatsoever uncleanliness or uncleanness he hath the soul which hath touched any such shall be unclean until even and that's capital E and shall not eat of the holy things 
unless he wash his flesh with water. Okay, now uh, remember, a lot of this goes against the mystery religions of the world. And they love to play with the dead bodies, they just do. I think it's the Buddhist or Hindus that have a ritual where they um, they lay with the body 40 days. It's, it's kept out of the ground. Uh, uh, down here at the hospital, they would have their death ceremony. And one of our good studiers here, real good studier, they would have to uh, make allowances for their uh, New Age religion. <laughs> their New Age, which is the Old Age. So they would dress up in their garb and uh, their sacred garments and they would keep them alive down here at the hospital, okay? And uh, they would pull the plug right on the timetable, see? Because in the occult, your death, time of your death is just important as the time of your birth. All that is astrology. Yes, it is. And that's what Hitler went by. Hey. Do you know that Hitler's birthday, they say, was on the, what, the first day of the, the first day of the dark days of Beltane? Yeah, how about that? And that he died at 3.30, right, in the afternoon, if you can believe that, okay? That's what I mean, it's the day of, uh, so they get this body laying there, they keep it alive somehow through uh, all this technology in the medical community being wasted to keep someone that's going, keep their heart beating somehow, and then pull the plug right on the timetable of Satan. How do you like that, folks? And here they are in a uh, so-called, I guess it was based on Catholics, uh, hospital, and these nurses had to put up with this uh, unclean religion of death, alright? And there's lots of other things here that are handled or touched and the Lord's saying you can't do that and come in unto me. Okay, uh, in 6, that soul which hath touched any such shall be unclean until even, and I said that's a capital E, and shall not eat of the holy things unless he wash his flesh with water. And when the sun, capital S, is down, he may be clean and shall afterward eat of the holy things because it is his food. That which dieth of itself or is torn with beasts, he shall not eat to defile himself therewith. I am the Lord. In nine they shall therefore keep mine ordinance, capital O, lest they bear sin for it, and die therefore. If they profane it, I the Lord do sanctify them. Okay, so you see this judgment here will be taken care of by the Lord. There's no stoning, anything like that. The Lord God's going to do it here, and we have that right in this history book. Yes, we do. In 10 it says, There shall no stranger eat of the holy thing, a sojourner of the priests or an hired servant shall not eat of the holy thing. But if the priest buy any soul with his money, he shall eat of it. 
and he that is born in his house, they shall eat of his meat. Twelve, if the priest's daughter also be married unto a stranger, she may not eat of an offering of the holy things. But if the priest's daughter be a widow or divorced, and have no child, and is returned unto her father's house, as in her youth she shall eat of her father's meat, but there shall no stranger eat thereof. Okay, so that's all pretty detailed, gone over, no excuse not to understand it. 14, though, is a new paragraph. And if any man eat of the holy thing unwittingly, then he shall put the fifth part thereof unto it, and shall give it unto the priest, capital P, with the holy thing. And they shall not profane the holy things of the children of Israel, which they offer unto the Lord or suffer them to bear the iniquity of trespass when they eat their holy things. For I, the Lord, do sanctify them. 17 is a new paragraph, Mark. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, capital W, whatsoever he be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers in, in Israel, that will offer his oblation for all his vows, and for all his free will offerings, which they will offer unto the Lord, for a burnt offering, sentence goes on, ye shall offer at your own will a male without blemish of the beeves of the sheep or of the goats and once again it is the unblemished sacrifice like Christ was sinless on the cross in 20 it says but whatsoever hath a blemish that shall ye not offer for it shall not be acceptable for you. And again, they had trouble with this down the road. It's in the prophets' books where they tried to shuffle in things that were blind and everything else. Um, they had big trouble with this law. Believe it or not, they did. It's right there in the prophets of the Old Testament. I can't say how important it is to get to one end of all the prophets every prophecy book and to just keep going over them that will unfold the mysteries of the Bible really quick in the King James of course because all other Bible versions have the similitude language gutted out of them that's one of my complaints and I don't hear it from anybody out there you can't gut that prophetic similitude language out of the Bible and expect people to understand okay that's a big one right there. 
Okay, but on we go in 21, and whosoever offereth a sacrifice of peace offerings unto the Lord to accomplish his vow or a free will offering in beeves or sheep, it shall be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no blemish therein. 22. Blind or broken or maimed or having a when or scurvy or scabbed, you shall not offer these these unto the Lord, nor make an offering by fire of them upon the altar unto the Lord. Now he's went over this how many times here between Exodus and uh, here in Leviticus, and yet they tried to do this in the Old Testament prophets. He's complaining, he's casting them down, and one of the great one of the great complaints they had that the Lord had over them was to uh, skimp on their um, sacrifices here and offer the, the blind and broken and maimed, okay, with scabs and all. They did all this, even though it's here in plain speaking. 23, either a bullock or a lamb that hath anything superfluous or lacking in his parts that mayest thou offer for a free will offering, but for a, for a vow it shall not be accepted. 24. Ye shall not offer unto the Lord that which is bruised, or crushed, or broken, or cut, neither shall you make any offering thereof in your land. 25. Neither sh from a stranger's hand shall ye offer the bread of your God of any of these, because their corruption is in them, and blemishes be in them. They shall not be accepted for you. 26. New paragraph. And the Lord spake un unto Moses, saying, 27, when a, that's a new paragraph, Mark in 26, and 27, when a bullock or a sheep or a goat is brought forth, then it shall be seven days under the dam, and from the eighth day, and thenceforth it shall be accepted for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Notice the seven and eight that we were explaining here at the beginning of the chapter. Our new beginning in 2024 here. Seven and eight. Eight number of new beginnings. Right here, being taught in the law. 28, and whether it be and whether it be cow or you, ye shall not kill it, and her young both in one day. And when ye will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. On the same day it shall be eaten up, ye shall leave none of it until the morrow. I am the Lord. Therefore shall ye keep my commandments, capital C, and do them, 
I am the Lord. Neither shall ye profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallow you. In 33, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yes, he did. To be your God. I am the Lord. Okay, period. And that's the way he's bringing us out of the, out of the uh, whore of Babylon here in the last days. And he's going to be what? Our God. All right. When we get on here into 23, we're going to have all the feasts. That's of interest in the monthly calendar the Sabbath and the Passover and the first fruits and the Pentecost and the gleanings to be left for the poor the Feast of Trumpets the Day of Atonement the Feast of Tabernacles okay so we will have all that here as we get into the next chapter and we will see you there tomorrow <laughs>